Welcome back to another episode of See You Next Tuesday podcast. We're on episode nine. God dang it. What happens when we hit ten? I'm planning somebody uber duper super special. Are you really? Yeah. Are you really? I really was just saying that because I was like, oh, it's (laughs) ten. Cute. I'm excited though. I'm kind of feeling pressured that I have to now. But no, 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 I already am planning it. Is there cake? Is there champagne? Then oh, it, yes. Okay, then I'm in. <laughs> cake and champagne. Champagne-flavored cake. Cake-flavored champagne. We're what? having them both. What? With sprinklers. It's happening. Ooh, sparklers. Are there going to be sparklers in the champagne, like those bougie-ass videos that you see? I meant to say sprinkler, sprinkles. And Can there be both? Out. Sure, why the fuck not? <laughs> Can there well, be sprinkles in the champagne? That's not good. That's actually terrible. Why did I say that? Well, we'll burn the house down. Okay. <laughs> Have you not seen the firemen that would come to my house? Are they hot? You have hot firemen in your area? Yes. God dang it. I actually haven't even seen any firemen in my area. So I don't know if they're hot or not. But I have to drive past a firehouse Oh, quite frequently. Uh-oh. By accident? No, just to get to where I'm going. And I've seen them outside. But sometimes you just drive by just because like you're like, mm, I'm just going to like drive by because you never know. Girl, I have a husband and three kids. Do you think I have time to just drive by? I think you absolutely make time if you have a husband and three kids. <laughs> yeah, you, you go ahead and sip your drink, girl. I'm gonna go we sip, know. I'm going to sip on this thing. <laughs> well, I'm Jesse. I'm Amanda. And this is See You Next Tuesday podcast. <laughs> it's a podcast where we talk about true crimes that family members commit, either against them, each other or other people, but family. Yes. Always family because the person who commits... Crime against family is the ultimate cunt. Yeah, pretty much. So welcome. Welcome to our podcast. And if you've made it to episode nine, and if you've made it to episode ten next week, you deserve champagne and cake. <laughs> exactly. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself every day, man. You ain't got to wait for no podcast. Treat yourself. Or you could wait till our podcast next week and listen and treat yourself. Yes. Wait till our podcast. And listen. And listen. I bet. So, (laughs) anyway. Yeah. Anywho, what do you have going on this week? This week, I I actually don't have much going on, really. Um, Having a little sip of tequila over here. You're having a little sip of tequila and soda. I'm having a smaller sip of tequila and soda. Yes. Because you're a rational adult human being. Yes, sometimes. Good job. I'm proud of you for adulting. Thanks. I I do want to mention my shirt. I know people on the podcast can't listen to it, but go to YouTube. You can see it. I'm standing up now. Watch out. <gasps> uh, yes, that is a wild stallion shirt. Do we know what movie this is from? Miss, I only watch movies pre-2000. Well, your sleeve says Bill and Ted, so... Cheater. Cheater, cheater. Yes, it's from Bill and fucking Ted, which if you've not seen the trilogy, which is the original trilogy, fight me, Star Wars. I'm kidding. I love Star Wars, too, but only the originals. Yes, I'm that asshole. 
They did? Yeah, it's from Bill and Ted. It's it's the their fucking band, man. Wild Stallions, baby. I haven't seen Bill and Ted since 1980-whatever when it came out. What? 90-whatever. You don't watch it periodically just for shits and gigs? No. Okay, well, we got to change that. It's got Keanu. It's yes. got What's-His-Face. It's got the, the ladies. It's got fucking history up in it. It's got Waterloo. It's got fucking, like, everything you could possibly have in a movie, man. It's got be excellent to each other. Let's rewind a little bit. Yeah. Husband and three kids. <sighs> yes, but two of them are about to be out the house. You better have some Bill and Ted, like, queued up. That's all I'm saying. All right. <laughs> Maybe when they get up out of my house. That's soon, right? It's happening soon. We're not going to talk about that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Anyway, Bill and Ted is excellent. We highly recommend you watch all three of them. Have you seen all three? Have you seen the latest one? No. Dude. Because that was like after 2000. Yeah. How can you not watch anything after 2000? Dude, the fucking John Wick series alone is like a Keanu worth it. I'm going to drop something on you, and I'm going to guarantee you've never seen it, and I own the DVD. I'm going to let you borrow it, and your mind is going to be blown. Okay. Well, try me. Legend of Billie Jean. Okay, true. I haven't seen that one. This isn't like coal miner's daughter bullshit, is it? Christian Slater, Helen Slater. Helen Slater? Who the fuck is that? Oh, yeah. I did that. It was set in Corpus Christi. Okay. They shot it in Corpus Christi. It is like some teenage, angsty, Mm. fair, fair is fair... If you know fair is fair, you may at me now. I'm I'm lifting the rule. You can at me if you know fair is fair. Okay, I need to watch this. It's in the 80s? It's done in the 80s? Because, like, Christian Slater, I'm a big fan of. I do enjoy him. I do. He was a baby. He was a baby. Yeah, no, I like him a lot. I think I think he's a cutie, too. He's still pretty cute for his, his you know, his age. He looks good. He's a Mr. Robot. For those of you who know him recently, he was uh, the dad. Yeah. No spoilers there. I didn't really give anything away with that. I'm just saying. No, I need. I've heard of the film. I actually haven't watched it. Is it one of those ones you pick up and literally watch like every once in a while? Is that one of those movies for you? Yes. Like it. Okay. I love it. Like. I'm going to watch it. Okay. Let me see. Okay. Oh, I. 85. Okay. Click on, click on Helen Slater's face real quick. Oh, Yardley Smith. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Go in. Mmm. Okay. If you don't know this, oh, damn, girl, she's got a full-on, what is that, a body glove, like, fucking swimsuit, which underrated, highly want one, so fucking bad, but the zipper up the front, I always wanted one of those bathing suits. Tell me you didn't. 1985, I'm just saying, you don't know this, I, I'm going to watch it. I, I'm, I, I'll, bar, I'll watch it tomorrow. I will, I will let you let's do this the thing. DVD. We're, we're on this. Um, okay. I will watch it with you. I will watch it with you. This is how (laughs) much I love this. This is my favorite movie. Is it really? No, no, no. It's my second favorite movie. Okay, what's your favorite movie? The Goonies. How could you be my friend and not know that? Really? I would not have thought The Goonies. If it is on, I don't care what time of the day, where it is on in the movie, Hmm. I will turn that motherfucker on and I will watch it till it's over. Okay. I don't care if it is... 11 o'clock on a work night, and it's just starting. You're in. I'm all in. 
Okay. And then favorite movie number three? Yeah. Urban Cowboy. And I haven't seen that one. Bud, Sissy? I haven't seen it. But also Travolta. Okay, I'm I'm gonna say this is a highly controversial opinion. I know Scientology. No, actually, I mean, yes, yes, of course. But no, he's a terrible actor. He's a fucking terrible actor. Yes, but you've never seen him as Bud. I there's just so you know, Urban Cowboy has been in my Netflix queue for years now. I just haven't like pulled the trigger because I'm like now I've seen scenes from it and he's like well, sissy, and he's got this terrible, like, southern accent, and you're like, oh, it's oh, horrible. my God, Travolta, it's- stop it. Just fucking stop, dude. You're you're awful. But sissy, uh, it wasn't sissy spacek. It was, uh, no, no. fuck, what's her name? What's her name? Why are you doing this to me? You know Because I love movies, and I need to know. You know I have MS brain. You know what, though? Before IMDb, you remember how this just, this question used to just linger? And even before Google, like you would just be like, who is that guy in that movie with the other guy? Is he the same guy from this Deborah movie? Deborah Winger. Deborah Winger. Wasn't she an angel? She was Charlie's angel, yeah. With Farrah Fawcett? I don't know. Click it. Click it. I'm almost positive. Because then we're going to relate it back to Farrah Fawcett. Which is last week's episode. Six Degrees. Turns out it's real. Told you. <laughs> I actually didn't say shit about it, but let's see. Let's go down and click Deborah Winger. We're explaining to you how we're um, using IMDb. This is great podcasting. I don't. I, I don't care. Who I mean, are. if you're not using IMDb, what, what are you doing with your life? I don't understand. If you're not on it at least once a day, right? Am I right? Let's see. Uh huh. I'm almost. I think I'm wrong. Am I wrong? I think you're wrong. Wait, no, you're only in the 2000s. Scroll down to like 70s. Oh, oh, Wonder Woman. She was Drusilla on Wonder Woman. Okay, I knew she was in some 70s series. Why am I thinking it was fucking, no, that was somebody else. Anyway, we digress. Anywho, um, she I will was have to watch it. not... Oh, my God. In 1992, she was on Sesame Street. Oh, wow. As, like, a guest? Yeah. You nice. made it when you're on Sesame Street, oh, Deborah. Yeah. yeah, I know. You're in. Sesame Street is, like, Deborah. do you have kids? You can be my star mom. <laughs> she probably does. Why wouldn't she have kids? Yeah. Farrah, do you have kids? You can be my star mom. She did, I think. I'm, lo- I'm always on the lookout for a good star mom. There it is. Are you amazing? Did you do something wonderful? You could be my star mom at me. That's true. Actually, Ooh, I've said that twice in one episode. I know. Are you okay? Are you are you okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm not okay. Okay, so my my movies. What would you guess, actually? Now I'm curious what you think for me. The Goonies. Wow, that's a I'm not mad at it. I'm just like, okay. It just it wouldn't be what I would have thought for you. When they in the bottom of the well and mouth says, "If you say it, it's our time, it's our." These time are down my here. wishes. These are my dreams, and I'm taking them back. I'm taking them all back. That's my favorite line. And by the way, Mouth's name, Mouth is his nickname given to him by the Goonies. Mm. His birth name, the mom says one time, and it's Clark. Clark. Are going back to the Griswolds again? Are we talking about the Griswolds again? 
I'm just saying. The mom calls him Clark when she he's going to translate for her and the maid, which is fucking hilarious. And he tells her about all the drugs in the drawer, and that's not drugs. I I honestly don't know that much. I mean, I've watched The Goonies a couple of times, but like I don't have. I don't watch it like you. I don't have that like. And then in this scene, and then in this scene, there are some movies like that for me though. I'm not shocked by Star Wars. It's not Star Wars. Believe it or not. Um, I don't know. I'm really not going to make you guess. It's kind of an asshole move. Tell me. me. So, I am a movie buff. Granted, I still have a lot to learn, clearly. But I fucking love movies. Like, I will sit down and watch a movie... I will watch movies back to back to back to back to back to back to back. I mean, just for fuck's sake for, to do it just for the shits and gigs. So why did I say that twice? Anyway, um, Moulin Rouge. I can see that. I'm a big Baz Luhrmann fan as the director. I think he's fucking incredible. Um, it's one of those movies like you like, Oh, and then this scene, this is where blip, you know, whatever. But because it's my favorite movie, I can, I can't watch it anytime I see it. Or if it's on something, I have to watch it when I feel like it. Otherwise, it'll get um, old. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, be like, I see that. I see that. I'm over it. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but then after that, it's a rotating list, man. I got to say, I'm a big... I think I'm not like a movie... I'm like a specific movie fan. I'm more of like a director fan. More oh, like yeah. Christopher Nolan is fucking amazing. You know, like, like that. Yeah. Scorsese. I mean, let's be real. He's incredible. He should have won an Oscar a long time ago. But yeah. A lot of movies. Yeah. A lot of movies. I'm stuck in the past. No, that's... Dude, if they're classics, they're classics for a reason. They're classically amazing. I mean, I, I can find them in the $5 bin, but, you know. Hey, that there's no judgment of, like, how good they are. Because they're fucking amazing. <laughs> You're going to come to my house, and we're going to have an, an Amanda movie night. Oh, God, that'd be so much fun. And we're going to have popcorn, and you know what I do to my popcorn? Ready for this? Popcorn, salt. Okay. Dill. Like the juice? No, no, no. Like the spice. <gasps> oh. How do you get... Okay, question for you. How do you get that shit to stick to the popcorn? I've been having the shittiest time doing it. It's like just falls to the bottom anytime I make popcorn. It just falls to the bottom. Like yeah. I sprinkle it on top after it's made. Yeah, but it still falls to the bottom? Yeah. There's got to be some way to do this. Seriously, do though add us for that because that has been something I've been trying to figure out. Maybe if you put melted butter on it, it'll stick to the pieces better. But I don't really like that. Well, it's also a lot of like it's butter, it's a lot of fucking fat, too. You know what I mean? It's like that's not why I don't like it. I just don't like it. You don't like a lot of butter? No. Well, also, if it's like soggy, you know? Yeah, I don't like it soggy. No, you want it like crisp but flavorful and you want the shit to stick to it. That's what I'm so I tried like spray um, olive oil. Oh, like cooking spray? Yeah, yeah. And it kind of worked, kinda. But then it tastes like olive oil. But then it tastes like olive oil. So you're like, fuck. So there's got to be a way. How do they? How do they do it in the theaters? Butter. Butter. Fuck. Now I, I'm not gonna lie. I have mm. put pickle juice on my popcorn before. I'm not. Again, I'm like, yes, that makes total sense. As someone who loves pickles, I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't you? I mean, duh. <laughs> Thought right. you're gonna hate on that. No, God, no. Here's something that is amazing that you need to try. And I know you're not a whiskey fan. Pickleback. Not a whiskey fan. But try it. Trust me. What you do is whiskey mm-hmm. straight. Don't necessarily need to have it as a shot, but if you do, you can. Whiskey, 
once you have a sip of whiskey or a shot of whiskey, you have pickle juice on the side, and you then take a shot of that. Fucking smooth silk, baby. Smooth, mellow, amazing. I actually heard about it, that someone did it in Ireland. I will let you know when I go to Ireland eventually sometime in this lifetime to let you know if that is a true thing that did happen in Ireland. Okay, I would tell you I'd go home and try that, but every time I get whiskey, I give it to you. That's true. Whiskey's great. It's like, hey, Jess, here, look what I have for you. <laughs> and I'm like, yay, whiskey! Last time it was like three bottles. <laughs> I know. They're still there. It's also like, it's more of a winter drink for me, too. Because in the summer, I'm not like, you know what I want? A hot glass of whiskey. Oh, God. Oh, who, I mean. Yeah, no. Who among us? <laughs> I, I don't ever say that, so. <laughs> You're like, I literally never said that, so. That's not something I'd ever do, but, um, yeah. I think I go first this time, don't I? You do go first. Tell me who we have up. I'm so excited, mainly because you told me her name, and this is the name alone. Velma Barfield. Velma Jinkies. Yeah. Yes. Jinkies. Jinkies. Like Scooby-Doo. Yes. A.K.A. the Death Row Granny. Is she a Black Widow? Please tell me she's a Black Widow. We haven't done a Black Widow. We haven't done a Black Widow. Kinda. I'll say kinda, yeah. Is she the kind? You'll find out. She's the Death Row Granny. She has to be. Yeah. So the sources I have today for our podcast are the Crime Museum, Murderpedia Wiki, Washington Post article, M-A-A-M-O-D-T. I actually have no idea what that stands for, if that's the correct standing or if it's MODOT. I don't know. It was just the website, so I was like, okay, I'm going to go with it. It's an EDU, so I'm not that's really... That's education. Yeah, yeah, I know. So I was like, okay, this is it like... It probably stands for something. Right? Okay. Um, Joe Freeman Britt, a Washington Post article, Medium.com, and another site, which I will tell you about at the end of the podcast. So... First thing I want to say about the research that I did, um, all these sites were chaotic at best. Like, literally. Um, Every site editorialized so much. Even sites where I normally go to, I'm like, okay, this makes sense. Like, Murderpedia is usually pretty good and pretty, like, you know, good about balancing facts. Because, again, it's like Wiki. It's, It's run by multiple people, like, editing. But even that one, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I just want the story of what happened. I don't need the, then this, and then we're assuming this, and then it's like, okay, that's what we do, right? <laughs> we make I mean, assumptions, and last week I was like, well, I saw this on the movie, so it's got to be true. I mean, yeah, but that's okay. I mean, and we always say it's our opinion, allegedly, all that shit. But, and again, I understand these aren't scientific articles and checking sources and shit. I get it. We don't. What we do is name the sources and then, you know, take out what we see as truth and then editorialize from there. Sure. But, dude, it was just, like, such a – it was hard to find a lot of inform- – not a lot of information, correct information I say about her from what I read. So I read a couple of them, a bunch of them. And I also want to say there's a huge trigger warning at the beginning and end of this podcast and shit potholes. So first off, I just want to say Crime Museum, I don't – want to speak against your site or anything like that this like paragraph that you guys included about her I felt was not great and let me just read you this paragraph says Velma and her father developed a sexual relationship through her adolescent years which she was eager to escape from so 
I'm not going to read the full paragraph because I realize I'm giving away more, but that sentence, a sexual relationship with her father developed throughout her adolescent no, no, years. No, 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 no. She didn't develop shit. Thank you. No, no, no. That's no, not, no. that's mm-hmm. called rape. Yes. And incest. That's yes. not a sexual relationship no, being no, developed. No, 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 right? Trigger warnings, everybody. Seriously. So if you if you have experienced anything like this, just heads up. This episode might have more of that information in it. So, but this is not correct. No, at mm-hmm. all. No, you can't. As an adolescent, you cannot develop a sexual relationship with a fucking adult. Period. Yeah. That's not what that is. Correct. You can't consent. It's, yes. So highly inappropriate in that one. So this is what I'm talking about. Not good verbiage. No. There's other ways to say that, and it's called rape and incest. Mm Mm-hmm. Her father started raping her when she was an adolescent. Correct. That's That's the phrase of which it's the truth of the matter. So I feel like it's also minimalizing... What she went through. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, saying like, oh, you know, it was consensual. Yeah, no. No. That's not consensual at all. Mm-mm. No. So, anyway, that is what I'm talking about. Besides just the information being completely jumbled and crazy about her. I feel like that new crazy girlfriend of Chris Watts's probably <sighs> wrote that paragraph. That psychologist. If y'all have not seen this batshit woman who is in love with Chris Watts and wants to get him out because he's innocent. She hasn't seen such a, like a travesty. Miscarriage of justice. Um, and she's like a criminal. Or she's a psychologist. That's right. Uh, oh my God. This is why I'm not going to go back to therapy because I might get her. <sighs> Highly doubt that. We recommend therapy. Just so you know. No, no, no. I think therapy's great and everybody should go. I just said I'm not going to go back. Yeah. And it is a choice, of course. But, like, I'm choosing to take a break. I'm choosing to take a break. Sure. Um, Yeah. I feel like somebody like that wrote that paragraph. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely minimalizing what happened. So, let me get into her. Velma Barfield was born October uh, 29th in 1932. Born and raised near Fayetteville, North Carolina. Now, this is the best way that I heard it being said. Barfield's father reportedly was physically and sexually abusive to her, okay? And allegedly her mother, Lillian, did nothing. So multiple sites said this, physical sexual abuse, right? Both of them. Some said it was alleged. Some said it happened. More often than not, they said it happened. So I'm going to go with it happened. So... And from what I understand, it's Velma saying that this happened to her. Okay? Mm-hmm. And the reason why I believe her is, first of all, we believe all victims. Yes. Period. And also because it, it, there's more to the story that makes sense that this probably, unfortunately, did happen to her. Okay? So at 17 in 1949, in order to escape this situation, truthfully, she married Thomas Burke. I mean... So can we go back for a second? Sure. Where you said her mother did nothing. Yes. Can we... So we're making the assumption her mother knew? 
Yes. Her mother knew and did nothing or, you know, that she told her and was like, oh, no, that's not real or that's not really happening to you being dramatic. So allegedly her mother did know and did nothing. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm just thinking, like, there's a possibility her mom didn't know. Sure. It happens. It, it does happen. It, and, and it's, it's no one's fault. No one is at fault for not knowing. It's, it's the fact that a lot of the people that perpetrate those sexual acts, those crimes are very good about manipulating the person they're doing it against to say, if you tell anybody this will happen to you, or this is our secret or well, and whatever. if you look at this time frame, yeah. We didn't talk to children about things like this. No. Even when I was a child, I never had a conversation. Like, my parents never talked to me and said, oh, so-and-so touches you here, 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 here. That's wrong. Let us know. Like, that conversation never happened. True. And we didn't have that education in school either. So, that's why I was just asking, like, are we assuming her mom knew, or did she say her mom knew? It's alleged, but it, it like you said, it makes sense. Like, you know, it's like one of those where there's smoke, there's fire kind of things, where things are lining up. It's the time and the place. It's what's being said multiple times. Okay. And then, probably, you know. It, you know, because, like, especially if it's somebody in the home that could have groomed them. Yeah. And then there's not that education of you tell somebody, then she might not necessarily have told her mom. And then it could have happened when her mom's not home, so her mom might not have known. Yep. So I just didn't know if it if you had read somewhere that she had told her mom or that her mom knew or we were just assuming it and she did nothing. Yeah. Yeah. One of the articles I read said that, you know, she, you know, knew and didn't. Oh, yeah. Do anything. Okay. Um, Sorry about that. No, no. And the other thing is, is, and I didn't mention this, is is a large family and she was the second child of nine. (sighs) Two of nine. So this was that era too. Are they back to back to back to back to back? Possibly. And this was her mother. So it wouldn't be her, but her mother having children back to back to back. And again, 32. If her mom had the children back to back to back to back. She could be so busy with the kids. She didn't. Right. Or she could be thinking she's just saying it for attention, which is not an excuse. Nope. Yeah, no, absolutely. And at that time, too, it was very common for women not to use birth control because it was like, oh, you don't want a big family. I don't even have birth control then. They did, actually. They started to have birth control early 1900s. Because a lot of women were having so many children like this that they're like, we cannot afford to have more children. Literally, we're like bootstrapping it as it is. And then we're having like 10 kids and we're our measly paycheck is covering maybe five of them. So then that's when we get child workers and that's when we yeah. see what I'm saying. So love those child workers. You, let so, me tell you. Yeah, exactly. They're great. They're phenomenal. They do a lot of work. They can work 10 to 12 hours a day. They got a lot of energy. They're snappy. Hey, They're getting it. They're going you know for it. If you hit them on the right day, you never have dishes in your sink. Valid point. Maybe we should bring back child workers, damn it. I mean, if they know I'm mad, I don't have dirty dishes in my sink. 
It's gone. Well, if they're in trouble, mm -hmm. I ain't got dirty dishes in my sink. I got one in trouble right now. I bet you I ain't got no dirty dishes in my fucking sink. <laughs> That's a good point. You got a point. Just saying. Hey, you know, if you call it chores, you don't have to pay them. It's, <laughs> it's called being a part of this family, damn it. If you want to live under my roof. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. But this was a different time period where, you know, it was. Yeah, they like worked the farm and shit. I get it. Worked the farm and then worked at factories too here in the, in the city. Yeah, it was hard times. So large family, absolutely very much a situation that she wanted to get the fuck away from. So what you did back then was you married out of it. And yeah, so you, you didn't have a choice. No, you were 17, you got married. That's what she did in, in 1949. They had two children, Ronnie and Kim, because that's what they had as far as names go. Not bad. Kim? Really? Kim is the one that's throwing you off? Not Ronnie. Kim. I mean, not Kimberly? Well, I mean, it's short for Kimberly. Okay. Right? What? Kimothy? What else could it be? <laughs> I mean, the way you said it was like, she named her Kim. Oh. Like, I expect it to be like, she named her Kimberly, and they called her Kim. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> it, her name was Kimothy. And <laughs> Ronathan. <laughs> Ronald. Ronald. God. Trump's first name is Donald. Think about that. And we let that happen. Focus. Donald. Focus. focus. I'm sorry. Don't go off on that, Tina. <sighs> so anyway, they got married. They were allegedly happy. This is my favorite part. Allegedly happy. Fuck is that? Of all the things we're going to allege, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Until. Vel Velma had to have a hysterectomy and she developed severe back pain. Okay. I've, I've had a hysterectomy, so I don't understand how you can get back pain from that. But No, I think it's, I don't think they're related. I think it was like hysterectomy, back pain. And it could also be because, you know, again, chaotic information was given to me, so I don't fully understand why she had back pain. Here's my assumption. Okay, maybe she... Hard labor. Maybe, okay. Family plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... And if she's had this when she's younger, 20s, 30s, back in the, what, 40s and 50s? I bet the surgery was way different. Not great. That's when they cut you open, like, all the way across kind of situation. And then Fun. They, yeah. yeah. So this led to behavioral changes and her abusing the pills given to her, Librium and Valium. Librium. What mm -hmm. is that? So Librium is pretty hardcore. Um... I, let me, I should have looked it up pre, but yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Um, it can treat anxiety, alcohol withdrawal symptoms, and tremors. Okay. And, um. Is this something they still give to people? Yeah. And let's see here. It's also used to relieve fear and anxiety before surgery. Um, it belongs to the drug class called benzodiazepines. Oh, so it's like Xanax. It's like Xanax. Yeah. So, I mean, think about that. You take a Xanny, you get yourself a little, you know, Valium. You're feeling good. You're feeling chill. You don't feel any pain. You're hanging out. Life is good. You got two kids and a husband. You're like, I can handle this. No big deal. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did she do? Well, after this, Thomas became an alcoholic. Because why wouldn't he? 
They all do. I mean, because, you know, that's what you do. Why support a family and help out, you know, with the kids and shit? No. Just go straight to alcoholism. That was a big problem in our... We have a big alcoholic husband issue and a big popping baby out issue. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of kids, like a lot of alcoholism. Yeah. It's not great. I'm seeing a pattern. Yes. Hmm. In all our stories. Yes. Shocking, isn't it? Um, So she's using these pills to get through the daily stress of her her miserable life, which, no shit. Her husband's an alcoholic. She's got to raise kids. I'm assuming she's working and raising kids, and so is, and I don't know if her husband's working. I'm assuming, I'm hoping he is, but, you know, being an alcoholic, it can be, you could be functioning, what's called, well, it's not really functioning. That's not a thing. It's not a thing. It's more like, you just don't look drunk while you're working. Right? You just know how to hold your shit together. Pretty much. I do it Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. Don't look drunk while you're working? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's water in my water bottle. You're so full of crap. She's full of crap, you guys. It's water. It is actually water. <laughs> it's really water. <laughs> okay. Although some days I'm sure you're like, God dang it. I wish it weren't. If I could turn that water to vodka, I would. So you just want to skip past the wine and go straight for the vodka? You want Russian Jesus? So when you're drinking a bottle of life water on your desk, you mm. can't trade out the water for wine. Maybe white wine and just like call it like apple juice or something. No, but you're right. Vodka makes more sense. And it doesn't have a smell. It doesn't have a smell. This is true. Not like tequila. You're like, what the fuck? Is there tequila? Who's having tequila? Right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, for sure. Especially if you mix just enough in there. No, we're not going to talk about this. This is really bad. Don't do that. Don't do it. <laughs> Unless you're my coworker, and then you share with me. <laughs> and then pass it this way, bitch. <laughs> you know where to find me. In the corner. <laughs> so between the years of 1949, right, when they got married, and 1969, so we're 20 years in now. Oh, Lord. So she's 37. Okay. I've got two kids, 37. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The kids are what? In their, I'm going to say... We'll go, we'll be fair and say teens, okay. 20s. Okay. Okay. She took the kids, right? You know, just hanging out. We're going to take the kids and left Thomas home alone, being a drunk ass. And the house caught on fire and killed him and destroyed their house. Super weird. Reminds me of a story that we, wait, what? Does she know, is her best friend named Francine? Perhaps. We don't know. They could have been besties. So anyway, it happens. And they're like, oh my God, what happened? She's like, I have no idea. Nobody has any idea what happened. And there was no investigation opened into that. He just kind of died in a house fire. Oops. Yep. It's because she didn't turn herself in. Well. Anyway. Well, when you're high on fucking Valium and... She could have just left the fucking stove on That's at that true. point. I mean, she could have also just, it could have legit been an accident. Like, oh, yeah. fucking shit. Or he, he is drunk. He could have done it too. He, you know, sometimes when you're drunk, you're you get shit. hungry and you're like, you know what would be great right now? Kind of like the munchies when you're high. Mm-hmm. And then you go and to cook something and he could have done that to make dinner. Not dinner, but a snack. And burn mm. 
His so own maybe he made like cheese toast or some shit. Mm-hmm. Or maybe like. Because you know there was probably not a toaster oven. No, he, he was like it on the stove. Throwing that shit in the oven. And uh-huh. he's like, cool, cheese toast. And then Boom. he went to do the couch and passed out. Cheese toast burned. Yes. Back then, the safety protocols on ovens and shit were not the same. Right. So, yeah. Very plausible. Okay. He was like, I need something to soak up this alcohol. Cheese toast. 100%. Mm-hmm. I get it. We've all been there. Yeah. I've yeah, we've all there. been there. <laughs> you know y'all been there. Where you're like, I just need bread. God, right? <sighs> so, after this, they got no place to stay. She's got no husband, right? And... Like, no dual income, or at least another income, or one income, even. Her and her kids moved back to their house with her family, and she met Jennings Barfield, a widower. So they're both widowers, right? Oh, cute. Yeah, right? They got married in 1970. Granted, okay, so he, her first husband died in 69. She got married in 70. But they only lasted a few months before he died of heart failure. Um... And okay, now this let one. Let me guess. Let mm-hmm. me guess. Mm-hmm. There was no autopsy, and he was cremated. I don't know either of those questions. All I found was there was no suspected crime done. Okay. He just died of heart failure. Okay. Now, and he's a widower. So, granted, she's what thirty-eight. A widower. I'm thinking maybe he's a couple years older, a couple ten or twenty. Maybe he's got a bad heart, bad ticker. Fine. Fair enough. Okay. Maybe she didn't. Okay. Okay. Four years later, 74. Her mom, Lillian. The same mother who allegedly said nothing throughout her childhood whenever she was being abused. Started showing signs of intense diarrhea, vomiting, and nausea. Only to recover a couple days later. Okay, so. That could be an ulcer. Yeah, I mean, she's old. Mom's old. You know, she's an older woman. It happens. Lactose intolerant? Sure. Um, poisoned. IBS. What? What was that one? What'd you say? Poisoned. Hmm. 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 So Christmas of that year in 74, her mother experienced the same illness, but then died in a hospital a few hours after being admitted. Let me guess. No autopsy and cremated. Probably, yeah. Because, I mean, again, she's an older woman. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it was the ulcer. Mm Mm-hmm. Ulcer, correct. And and lactose intolerance. She, she probably had a whole bunch of eggnog. Lactose, ulcer, yeah. She shit herself to death. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. That's how I want to go. <laughs> I want to be covered in my own shit and vomit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and then just be like a shit demon, like Kevin Smith, just full on I in mean, it. The most appealing, attractive version of myself. Or it could be poison. With my family and friends surrounded me and, and comforting me through this experience. Or, or it could be antifreeze. Ooh. Antifreeze is a good one. It's sweet. I just watched. Did I watch? I don't know. I watch a lot of shit. Mm. I think she mixed the antifreeze with raspberry flavored sweet tea. Oh. And it couldn't be detected. Oh, shit. Allegedly. Allegedly. Mm. Mm Mm-mm. Just saying, but maybe it was her IBS. It was IBS. For sure. So, then Velma is in 1975. Okay, so she's still living in her parents' house. Okay. 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 Okay
75, and um, she's hard up. Shocking. I mean, like, she's by herself. You know, her parents can't necessarily provide everything for her and her kids. So she starts writing bad checks, and she gets caught. And she serves six months, okay? Oh, she did a little time in the counting clink. She sure did. And also, like, whenever you're hooked on pills, you think this is a phenomenal idea to get yourself out of a bad situation because you, you are not thinking clearly about things. Mm-hmm. You're just not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got a lot going on. So she's using her, the medication, as a crutch. But her six months in the clink, she should have gotten clean. Sure. I mean, six months, yeah, for sure. So she was released in 76, and Velma had a come-to-Jesus moment, and she was like, you know what, I'm going to start caring for the elderly. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Why didn't she go after the dad that abused her? I don't know. Why'd she go after the mom and not the dad? Mm-hmm. Very good point. I actually, let's see here. What's interesting is they don't really say if her mother was, her father was dead at the time that she moved in with her family again, right? Because that makes sense. You know, if that's happening, I mean, yeah, shit, I would want to murder the person who did it to me. I mean, I understand, like, if the mom knew and she didn't do anything about it. Mm Mm-hmm. But me personally, if I were to do that, which I would never, of course, I would go after the person who did it to me first. Sure. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So she's caring for the elderly, and she's working in. Uh, she's working for. And look at this. I'm sorry. These are the cutest old people names on the planet: Montgomery and Dolly Edwards. That's my meemaw, my papa. For real? Are you serious? Are those really their names? No. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what? What are the coincidences? No. But isn't that the cutest names? They just adopted me. I want them to be my Dolly. Name. D-O-L-L-I-E. Dolly. Like, with an I-E and not a Y. Yes. I love her. Yes. And Montgomery. Doesn't he sound like an old Southern gentleman? Yeah. I bet he went by Monty. Oh, my God. Yes. You know he went by Monty. Yes. And she doesn't even need to go by anything. She's already going by it. Dolly. I mean, my God. Dolly and Monty. The Queen of America, Dolly Parton, the real president. Sorry, but it's true. She really is the president of our United States of America. Mm. Is named Dolly. So fucking yes. Dolly and Monty. Cute. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. Do you have pictures of Dolly and Monty? No. Okay. Like I said, chaotic. I know, sorry, sorry. No, this is what's I so keep... upsetting about this is I was literally like you, like, okay, but what about this? And I'm this like, is fuck. This is why I don't like movies. This yeah. happens to me with movies. Got it. Yes. You'd be good at the plot holes then. You'd be good at that person who's like pin- picking out the plot holes and I'd be like, you know what? That's a fucking good question. That's a good question. I'm going to find an answer to this. You know what? Hollywood writers hire <laughs> me to make your movies better. That's seriously, the fact that they don't, like, sometimes there's giant holes, and you're like, yo, that's, like, a big deal. It's because they didn't have a big enough budget. Fuck you. Hire me to point out all your problems. Yeah. Just a measly $2 million a year. You can at me for this. Yeah. That's all. I mean, it's only $2 million. <laughs> At me. Yeah. No big deal. If it's crime, I'd be happy. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, unfortunately... 
She kills Dolly and Monty. Monty fell ill and died on February or January 29th, 77. Poison, because she figured out that's the way to go. And then a little over a month after, Dolly experienced identical system, sy- symptoms. Lord Almighty. Symptoms. symptoms to that of Velma's mom and died on March 1st. Poisoner. Women's or, women are mostly poisoners. Perhaps. We'll find out. Ta-da-da. I know. <laughs> Velma's the cunt, which makes me so sad because I'm picturing her as Velma from Scooby-Doo in my head. <laughs> With the glasses. My and glasses. the orange outfit. It is a pretty bomb-ass outfit. Mm-hmm. Their outfits were pretty spot on. They were pretty great. I'm giving that. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Scooby-Doo. You do? I mean, like, was it one of your favorite shows? Okay, what's your favorite show now? <sighs> of all time? Like, TV sure. show? Sure. Oh, I don't know. Let's go cartoon. That's hard, too. I love Scooby-Doo. And you know what else I loved when I was little? Shirt tails. They lived in a tree, and they had shirt tails. Oh, but you know what? I think my favorite was um, shirt tails. I'm Googling it for you. Yes, please. I know duck tails. That ain't shit. What? No, you lying right now. Um, but I loved Fraggle Rock. That was my favorite. Oh, fuck yes. Fraggle the fucking rock. Homie, yes. Shirt Tales. Damn, I missed that one. See? I slept on that one. Oh, no, I remember that. Okay, See? with the monkey. And the the panda bear. She was so cute. And yeah. then the little, this little guy. The little mole. God, that's a repressed memory. Damn it. That came out from the subconscious. That's Shirt what tales. that was called. Shirt Tales. Okay. Yeah, that's badass. I remember that. That's a good show. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, dude. Nice. Learning a lot of things about you today. We're all learning about me today. Know. <laughs> so then, after they died, because they're old people, she got another caretaking job. Of course she did. And this time for 76-year-old Record Lee. His name is Record. Again, how are these people having such badass fucking names, yo? I'm just, all I'm going to say is, what? Any future children I could have had should be thinking they're lucky stars that I can no longer birth them because I would, if I had read this beforehand, I would have named them Record. Or like Monty Record Lee, right? Mm-hmm. Fucking Dolly Record Parton, right? Like, it just makes sense. It just now, rolls off the top. Now, you're still young enough to adopt. Why would I want that in my life? You could name it Record. Yeah, but then, like, people would think I'm an asshole. Like, oh, like, you're naming a kid Apple or whatever. And I'd be like, no, it's because it's fucking awesome. But I agree. Record's amazing name. And again, this guy is 76 years old in 1976. So he was named that in 1900. In 19-fucking-100. Yeah, I'm just saying. That's an amazing I'm just saying. Were record players even around? I know phonographs were. So were the... Were the... What's it with that? Do they mean like a record? Like a written record? Like how did they come up with that name? I'm just curious because that is a badass name. Pretty amazing. Do the Google. (laughs) Yep. 1877. That was the phonograph. Okay. So, yeah, they had records, and they called them records, right? 
I don't know. I don't fucking know. Why are you asking me things I don't know? I'm now I'm the movie and you're me. How's it feel? How's it feel? It fucking sucks. <laughs> this is why movies suck. The Goonies, I had no questions at the end. You want to know why? What? They got the gemstones. They saved the goondocks. Okay. And they found One-Eyed Willie. I'm going to poke ship a hole. Sailed. I'm ready. I'm going to poke a hole. And this actually did not come from me. It came from my guys on last podcast to the left. And they had a very good point about this. How the fuck are these kids supposed to fence god dang rubies? What the fuck? What, do they go to the convenience store the and like, kids like throw... Throw out a ruby? The kids weren't fencing the rubies. All the adults and parents were there. So the, the, the treasure went to the parents? The, the, the kids didn't get any of the treasure? I'm sure once the parents cashed in and after they saved the goondocks, their whole goal was to save the goondocks so they wouldn't have to move away. No, I get that. But, but why should the parents get into that fucking money? Those kids worked their asses off of that shit. Did they go down in the fucking sewers and find all that shit and battle the guy? You haven't even seen the movie. Why are you getting angry at me? I've seen The Goonies. I've seen The Goonies a couple times. I haven't seen the other two movies you talked about. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Their whole goal was to save the goondocks. So they found the gemstones. Uh Uh-huh. And um, he's like, Dad, look, we can save the goondocks. So the dad rips up the contract. Mm -hmm. So they're going to take the gemstones to wherever you take those. (laughs) I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. To is. save their house. Because the kids didn't want the money. The kids just didn't want to move away from each other. Okay. That makes more sense now. That was their whole point. To find when I Willie's tra- treasure was to save the goondocks. Yeah, but stupid, That man. was the point of the entire fucking movie. So you don't have to move? Why not just keep the money and have the jewels and move the fuck away with your friends? To go, to go, to go somewhere else. Because they loved the goondocks. The goondocks. The goonies. They called each other the Goonies. That was their little tribe. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm about to fucking bite you. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not mad at the kids. I'm just saying if I were a child in the Goonies, fuck the Goondocks, man. Let's take the kids. Let's all get together no, they, and build our own Goondocks somewhere else. Fuck our parents, man. We got all these rubies and shit. Like, all this, like, pirate treasure. Let's fucking, like, make our own, it like, It really wasn't place. that much. What? Oh, my God. Are you going to make me explain the entire fucking movie to you? <laughs> no, I remember... These people want to hear about your crime, and okay, I'm going to have yeah, to explain the entire valid. fucking movie to you because... No, but, but what I'm saying is, like, is there... It looked like a lot because there was, like, some chests and stuff. There was a giant ship. So I'm assuming there was a lot. And, and there was a lot on the ship. Mm-hmm. They only made it out with what... Oh, that's right. And was the, in the, the marble. It was a marble bag. That's right. That's right. My bad. My bad. So there was only enough to save the town. Yes. Got it. Okay. <laughs> now that I've completely pissed you off. Let me finish my murder. We're going to fucking fight, y'all. <laughs> we may not make it to episode 10. No, we're definitely going to fight with Scott Peterson. That's going to fucking happen. Fight you. We'll find out. We'll see. I don't know how I feel yet. So, Record Lee. So, she took on another caretaking job. His name is Record Lee, 76 years old. Again, badass name. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I forgot. It wasn't a guy. It's a woman. Her name is Record. (laughs) Are you mad at me right now? You were so mad. (laughs) 
Okay, so she broke her leg. So she literally, she just broke her leg. So she's caretaking her. And on June 4th of 77, her husband, Record's husband, John Henry, began experiencing racking pains in his stomach and chest, along with vomiting and diarrhea. Diarrhea. I'm all off track. Oh, my God. She got so mad about the Goonies. I did. I'm not mad at it. It's just like, you know, I'm thinking like... No, diarrhea, diarrhea, diarrhea. Okay, sorry. And I'm amazed at how many people in the 1970s had IBS. (laughs) It's shocking, right? It's like the whole decade was just sticky, sweaty, and full of shit. Lactose intolerant. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It was all the Coke. I mean... Or the pot. The pot and the munchies. I thought the pot was more in the 60s. I don't know. Oh, fuck knows. So in 77, okay, so this is after all this shit's happened. She got into a relationship with Stuart Taylor. Again, a widower. Shocking. Right? Third husband. Tobacco farmer. I don't know why that's relevant, but I was like, okay, cool. She started forging checks again, but this time under his name. Because, I mean, she's not stupid. She's not going to get caught under her name. Fuck this guy, right? I mean, whatever. But here's why. It's to fuel her addiction. Of course it is. Because when you're an addict, this makes perfect sense. That's what you do. Correct. And again, nothing, not victim blaming at all here. That's just very common, you know? Um, Allegedly, Stuart began to get suspicious of this, like, you know, check forge situation, which, I mean, if you... Back in the day, you actually used to have to rip off checks off a checkbook like it was a physical thing. So if you start to notice some missing or if you notice, like, the, the check numbers are not where you left them, you're like, wait, what's happening here? Because you had a check register and you wrote down your checks. Yep. And how much they were and you had a balance and everything. Again, this is all handwritten shit. This is not electronic nothing. So it makes sense why you would get suspicious. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you notice something like that. So afraid she'd been found out. She mixed an arsenic-based rat poison into his beer and tea. Amateur hour. Rat poison over antifreeze. Yeah, girl. I know. He became very ill, and Velma volunteered to nurse him back to health. Of course she did. Because she's a caretaker. Of course She took him to the hospital where he died a few days later. Unfortunately for her, this time they did do an autopsy. And they found fucking everything. And she was finally arrested and charged with his murder. Okay. So this is like the first murder she's actually charged with. Now, she confesses to two others. She confessed when she, they had no clue. Yes. She did confess to two others. She confessed. her hour. <laughs> yeah. To um, Dolly <gasps> Edwards. Yeah. But not Monty. Not Monty, and she also confessed to John Henry, Record Lee's husband. But not, but Record. No, Record's alive. Well, maybe not right now, but she was at the time. Oh, okay. But those are the three that she confessed to whenever she was in there. Yeah, so... They caught her, in other words. So I just want to digress for a moment and talk about the prosecutor on her case because I feel like he's deserving of a little bit of attention. And I'll let you make a judgment here on this person. I'm going to blast through this. Okay. okay. Prosecutor for Robeson County that tried her case was named Joe Freeman Britt, district attorney. He stated that she was some sweet little old grandmother. That woman is a cold-blooded killer, and if she gets out, she'll kill again. 
Hell, she'll probably poison half the, the county if we only had the resources to exhume all the bodies for autopsies. I mean, he's probably not wrong. A little more about this guy. Britt is listed in the Guinness Book of World Records as the world's deadliest prosecutor for winning 23 death verdicts in 28 months, at the same time putting 13 defendants on death row. Did he use Park Dietz as his... Um Psychiatrist? Yeah, his witness. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. He took office as district attorney in 1974. By the way, I'm getting all of this information from a New York Times article. It was extremely detailed and it was very well written, so I just want to name my source here for this. He became a district attorney in 74 and rapidly built a bullish reputation in eastern North Carolina that included Robeson and Scotland counties, with no one being sentenced to death in the previous 27 years, after just one year, he had more death row convictions than any other in the county. Ultimately, one, at the end of his district attorney career, 47 death sentence convictions. But because of the court rulings, you know, at the end of the day, appeals, overturned sentences, only two were actually put to death. I mean, it's kind of... How did they go from none to that many? To 47. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suspect, right? Mm-hmm. Little. I mean, I'm all for, like, the law and the order and the law and the order and Olivia Benson and all that shit. But there's also a limit where it looks like, wait, how are you solving? Or, looks a little shady. Yeah, allegedly doing all of these prosecutions with all these people. Yeah. Right. So here, let's get into this. A study in 1983 by an organization investigating justice in rural America found that Mr. Britt's near total control of the court system in the counties in which he was in led to a widespread and serious denial of the rights of poor defendants. And here's how he set bail and reasonably high. He controlled the court calendar and he forced defendants to wait for weeks before their court cases were tried. So think about this. This means that they these are poor people. They could be in and out of jail during this time, accruing debt and not being able to work and support their families. So they're basically in this vicious cycle of having to go back to court, pay fines, be in jail, all this shit, court dates moved out, not being able to work. It's punitive way to basically create Slavery. Yeah. That's basically what, it, what he was doing. What our justice system does to people who are lower income. But, you know, he also had help because doesn't the judge help set bail? You're not wrong. But that's also our system. Our system is built on basically, you know, charging you money to get out of jail. Yeah. Which is, oh, that's a whole thing we could go into. So get ready, because here comes the the uh, super fucking obvious part. Uh, minorities were prosecuted at higher rates. Of course they were. Of course. And they were told that they would have to repay the state if they got a court-appointed lawyer, which is a fucking lie. That's not how it works. No. That's not how any of this works. But, again, this is the 70s. We yet didn't have the knowledge... Of our court system, or again, even social media or the internet, to be yeah. able to talk to each other. Shit, even police agencies didn't talk to each other back then. So how the fuck are people in rural America and lower income families supposed to know that you're not supposed to repay a court-appointed attorney? Yeah. They're not. 
So, of course, you're going to believe a prosecutor who has a degree in that. You're like, okay. So it's fucking shitty. Among the minority cases he prosecuted were those of Leon Brown and Henry Lee McCollum, illiterate African-American teenagers with low IQs. The younger boy was only 15 fucking years old. And he, this guy Britt, was like, those, those guys are like, they did, they know what they did. They totally killed those people. I just couldn't go into it. I was like, this is just, it's really fucking disgusting. Yeah. So after an illustrious career, Britt eventually became a judge and died at the ripe old age of 80 in April of 2016. Because why would he get justice for the shit that he caused? And just in case anyone was holding out hope for the U.S. justice system being fair, here's your fucking sign. It's not. It's not fair to this day. It wasn't fair back then. My advice is always take the fucking plea deal. I mean, let's be real. Or bench trial. Well, if it's a good judge. Good luck. And never talk to the cops. Yeah. Even if you didn't do it, ask for an attorney. Just say attorney. And stop talking. It doesn't mean that you... I mean, people may say, oh, you look guilty. It's like, no, no. I don't want to fucking go to jail. Shut your face. I don't want to go to jail for something I didn't do. Yes. So that's that motherfucker who's prosecuting her, okay? And trust me, he made his bones on this case because she's the death row granny, right? (laughs) Yeah. So let's talk about Velma. She refuted the claim that she killed her first husband, Thomas Burke, in the fire. Or her second husband. No. No, that was her first husband. The first husband, yeah. Mm -hmm, Sorry mm -hmm. about that. My notes were wrong. Um, And Jennings, Barfield, she was only convicted for one murder, and that was of Stuart Taylor, the one that they did the autopsy on. Of course. But she was convicted of it. She got death roll. Straight up. But she probably never was executed, was she? She sure fucking was. Oh, shocking. Yeah. I'm shocked. Yeah, you should be. So get this. She was on death row and she got clean. Of course she did because, I mean. You're on death row. Yeah. She expressed remorse for the years that, and the pills had blurred her judgment and destroyed her moral compass. Oh. However, she... Could not really explain why she had killed. She became a born-again Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she did a lot to help and counsel other female inmates. She even received praise from frame, uh, preacher Billy Graham, which, if you don't know, he was a giant evangelist. And now his son is doing the same shit. Um, her involvement in the Christian ministry was so extensive, they even tried to get her off death row and get into life in prison. But... Unfortunately, that didn't happen. A 1984 Washington Post article, her son Ronnie said, excuse me, Ronathan, said that if they execute my mom, they're executing someone else who did not commit those murders. Oh, because she's not the same person. I get you, Ronnie. Because she's off the pills and shit. I get you, Ronnie. Yeah. I think that um, she would still poison people. I, I think it, I'll, I'll, I'll save it to the end. I'll save it to the end. So Barfield was executed on November 2nd, 1984 at Central Prison and became the first woman executed in the United States since 1962. She released a statement for the execution, and this is it. I'm quoting it. I know that everybody has gone through a lot of pain. All the families connected, and I am sorry. And I want to thank everybody who have been supporting me all these six years. And that's the end of her statement. Barfield chose her last meal, which is a bag of Cheetos and two eight-ounce glass bottles of Coca-Cola, which I think is very interesting. Hmm. 
of all the things. I'm a very big, like, I know people don't get last meals for the most part anymore because the idea is, you know, why should we like give this person one last like treat essentially whenever they're such terrible human beings. But God dang it. I fucking love to learn the last meals of these people. I do too. What it's would so your last meal be? Oh my God. So it'd be a giant fucking bowl of pasta, pizza, burger. I would go full on ham, fast food, like every every fucking possible meal and food I could think of. Sushi, like you know, ice cream. Do you think they're gonna give you all that? Champagne, bitch. Yeah. No, probably not. But I would go all out. I would go all out. But definitely all the fattiest, like almost terrible things for you. Because, you know, why not? I'm gonna die. What about you? What would you do? Pasta. Hell yeah, dude. Bread. Mm-hmm. Pasta, bread. And because I'm pretty sure they wouldn't let me have booze, I would go Dr. Pepper. <gasps> Ooh, girl. That sounds good. That is kind of weird they don't let you have booze. It would probably counteract the drugs they're injecting you with. Would it? I mean, medication and alcohol can not. What, is it going to kill you? I mean. Or it could not kill you. Ooh, and it just make you all fucked up? Mm-hmm. Like that Gacy documentary that I watched on Peacock, highly recommend. Very good. Good God, the interview. It's an in-person interview. It's just insane. At, at his death, like, there was, like, this – the families of the victims couldn't actually go and watch. They mm-hmm. had to watch from, like, CCTV, like, fucking miles away. Uh-huh. And then they were, they didn't, like, show anything. And then they just said after, like, a couple of hours, oh, he died. But allegedly there were, like, all these complications with his, like, lethal injection, which now I'm like, oh, fuck, what happened? Now I want to know that story, which, you know, they're not going to say. You know, it's the – this vast internet, you don't think you can find it? You probably can. I need to look into that. But I was like, whoa, shit, what happened there? That's your homework for next week. Okay, find out what happened to Gacy. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Done. So, she was, Barfield was buried in, near her first husband, Thomas Burke. No, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yeah. So, I'm going to say this. I think what she did was absolutely abhorrent. And I think it was crimes of opportunity. I don't think necessarily that she was in her right mind because she was so drugged out of her mind for so many years, especially because after a certain amount of time, those medications that she was taking, lithium, you know, essentially tranquilizers and Valium and, you know, like numbing herself to the world, it does fuck up your brain chemistry, especially over the long term, mm-hmm. right? Couple that with the abuse that she suffered in her childhood. I'm not saying she's innocent. I'm saying that I think there were a lot of other factors in play here. And she is a quasi-cunt in this episode, but I think that Brit guy is 100% a cunt. For me, that's my opinion of this matter. Well, yes, I think is, is that the one that, is that her dad? No, well, her yes, her dad is the fucking cunt. But yeah, no, Britt's the uh, pr- uh, prosecutor. Well, he's the, the overall cunt, probably, because he's probably doing some shady-ass shit. So he's the cunt. She's kind of a cunt. The dad's a cunt. Yeah. 
I mean, I just got too many options. There's, it's definitely a cut-filled episode for sure. Good job. You Yay. Fu- you fulfilled our brand. I did. All the way around. Now, I will say this, and this is something I just want to leave on, is that um, sexual violence, unfortunately, is still going on for men and women. I mean, it just is. It's unfortunate. And I did a little bit of research, and I found this website called Rain R-I-R-A-I-N-N. And some of the side effects of sexual violence are um, depression, flashbacks, PTSD, self-harm, substance abuse, dissociation, panic attacks, pregnancy, um, sleep disorders, suicide, right? So she's ticking off five of those boxes, a couple of those boxes, right? I don't doubt her at all. I don't blame victims or, or any, you know, like, you yeah. know, we don't, we don't yeah. do that. We don't, we believe victims. So I do believe she was sexually assaulted by her father that extrapolated into her life. And then, you know, it kind of like was a domino effect catalyst for everything else that she did. Granted, her behavior is hers and hers alone. There are other victims and I should say, excuse me, survivors of rape that do not do what she did. Granted. But I can also see how those things became how she became who she became, is what I'm saying. So I want to provide a resource, and it's going to be linked on our website for um, RAIN. And I just want to give some statistics out there. So in America, the number of people victimized each year, it's 80,600 inmates, 60,000 children, 43,648 Americans, 12 years age and older, and 18,900 military members. The military is probably way off because you don't it's talk about that. absolutely way off. And those are people reported. Yes, because you don't report it in the military. Look at Vanessa Gian. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. In Fort Hood. Yeah. Um, so these are just reported crimes. Okay. So if you or anyone, you know, have experienced this, there is a resource here for you. Um, please definitely go to that. And also as supporters or allies of friends who may have had that happen, it's also a great place for that too, on how to support them and be there for them through anything that they may have gone through. So just know that if this has happened to you, we 100% are behind you. And no matter the circumstances, it is not your fault. Nope. Um, you did not ask for it. You, it doesn't matter what you were wearing. Correct. It does not matter how much you were drinking. Mm-hmm. It does not matter if you were drinking and under age. None of that matters. It's not your fault. It doesn't matter. You still need to speak up and tell someone because they won't see it as your fault. Yeah. No, we, we are starting to turn the tide in our society to have people realize that this is a greater issue and that there need to be resources for this. So, um, we are fortunate to live in our time you know, versus the thirties, hell, even the seventies, whenever this was, again, like a misdemeanor, which is, oh my God. 
the, so the late nineties, early two thousands. God, yeah, you're right, absolutely. I mean, we still have a long fucking way to go. I mean, we're not saying it's fixed by any means. So the link will definitely be on our website. And I thought that it's just important to kind of mm-hmm. you know, state yeah there. So that is Miss Velma Barfield. It was a it was a wild trip all the way around. Oh, jinkies. Exactly. Please take us up a notch. Please. So, for my star mom today, I have Umra Omar. Ooh, who's that? Umra Omar. She was born on June 15th, 1983. In Mombasa, Kenya, on the Pate Island in the Lemu Archipelago off the coast of Kenya. Okay, awesome. 80s baby. Love it. So, Umra, she was an excellent student growing up in Nairobi, and she actually came to the United States for college. Um, she received her bachelor's degree in neuroscience and psychology from Oberlin College in Ohio. Damn, girl. Yeah. Chill out. You're fucking going all in. Love she, it. She's smart. Seriously. That's not what my degree is, right? <laughs> Same. Um, she then completed her master's degree in social justice and intercultural relations. Holy fucking shit. At the World Learning Institute in Vermont. Damn. So I was like, I don't really, I don't know what a degree in social justice is. Right. So um, I hit up my friend the Googles. And according to the University of Texas... Social justice introduces students to the interdisciplinary study and practice of human rights at home and around the world. Um, You learn about the forms of oppression, marginalization, and violence that concern human rights researchers and practitioners. Um, You also draw from humanities, social sciences, law, fine arts, and public policy, and you develop your knowledge of the issue and debates that dominate human rights and social justice um, today. And it includes understanding the regional context within um, which contemporary human rights violations take place. Damn. Okay, so it's like an all-encompassing everything having to do with social justice. Like, literally everything. Arts, um, everything. Yeah. Okay. I don't know that I'd be smart enough. I don't know that I'm smart enough to understand what I just read. <laughs> First of all. <laughs> Let alone study it. <laughs> right. I disagree. I think you could fucking nail it. But I also, you know, I believe in you. I think you're amazing. And I kind of was like, I didn't know this was a thing. If I'd known this was a thing, then maybe I would have gotten my degree in that. No shit. Same. Not be working... In my current job. Um, so she's coming to this country as an immigrant. Yes. And she's already fucking balling out, showing us how it's done. Yes. I mean, you had the neuroscience and the psychology. I mean, just one of those degrees alone is, like, impressive, let alone, like, I'm just going to throw out four of them. Right? She's like, what, four? She has a double degree in her bachelor's and a double degree in her master's. Damn. 
So I also had to look up what intercultural relations was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it enhances diversity, equity, inclusion, and social justice goals in organizations and communities in their current careers and fields, and how to collaborate with diverse populations and promote communication, communication, mutual respect, and understanding. It will transform the way you perceive yourself in relation to others and work with individuals and communities in today's in interdependent global context and that's according to leslie university Woo. whoa so it's it's complicated like the, the things that she's studying are extremely complicated and nuanced i mean i feel like we need to have this basic intercultural relations from kindergarten through 12th grade i totally agree totally agree that's right i said it don't at me. Yeah. Okay. Fuck <laughs> <Okay>. you. <laughs> um, after graduation, Umra began her career at the U- in the U.S. at the American Psychological Association in Washington, D.C. Um, but she realized she really wanted to go home to her native country. Mm. So um, in 2010, she had the opportunity to work in Nairobi with the Open Society Initiative for Eastern Africa. For a few years um, before going back to the U.S. So she went and she did that. I love that. And there's nothing like home either. Like, I can imagine you would really miss home after that amount of time. You know? Like, yeah. I mean, that's a long time. I get yeah. that. So it's like you want to spread the love, right? Why not go back to your home pl- hometown and be like, hey, check all this shit I learned. Like, let me what help. I did. Seriously, check me out. I'm awesome. <laughs> because I'm sure people from where she was from, weren't getting the same education she got. And it wasn't to go home and say, boom, look at me, I'm smarter than you. No, no. It was, I now have this education, how can I go home and help these people? Absolutely, absolutely. How can I spread the knowledge? So when she came back to the U.S., she got married and had her first child, so she stopped working to raise her baby, right? In 2014, um, she went back home to visit her parents, and she was shocked at how much the island had changed over the last few years that she was gone. In a good way? Oh, no. Bad? I mean, I I am doing the star mom, but... There's some shit. Okay, that's fine. Sometimes, bad things have to happen in order for the star mom to shine. So, in other words, what you're saying is, into each life, some shit must fall. Yes. Okay. Um, Terrorists from Somalia had frequently attacked the islands, and it had taken its toll. Um, So... What? Like the Somalian pirates and shit? Motherfuckers. Leave them alone. That's all I'm saying. Leave them alone. I mean... Yeah. Um... So while she was there, she learned that there, a med- there had been a medical aid project that was run by a French doctor um, that had been in place. It had to close for security issues. And she was really upset to see that her people now pretty much had no access to doctors. They lived on an archipelago. Yeah. So 
what were they? Yeah, what the fuck are you supposed to do? What are they supposed to do now? Um, so she had no intentions when she went back to visit of moving back to Kenya. But when she found out that um, the medical aid project had closed down, she knew she had to help her people. So she decided to stay in Kenya with her two-year-old son, and she was pregnant with her second child. Oh, oh my God, Queen. That's just... mm. Would you... I mean, like, you were pregnant and had, like, a, a a small child. Well, no, you had older children, but you were pregnant. Tell me. Right? That's that's stressful. She's amazing. Okay. That's what that's what I thought. <laughs> that's impressive. But some people love being pregnant. I was not that person. I don't understand that. But they also might have like some people have like harder pregnancies than others, right? Yeah. No, it just sounds miserable. It sounds miserable, especially in the heat. Oh my god. That just sounds awful. So, yeah, I just... No, thank you. I was not a happy pregnant lady. (laughs) Neither time. Poor pot husband. (laughs) He was like, here, why don't you eat this? And you're like, food. (laughs) I will never divorce the pot husband because I put him through two pregnancies. (gasps) I owe him that much. Yeah. Yeah. And he's still there. Yeah. He's a good guy. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. <laughs> Bless his heart. Oh. Okay, so she's there. She's pregnant. Yeah. She's got a two-year-old, and she's like, you know what? No, 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 no. Yeah. This is not going to happen. I'm going to help my people. Absolutely. So in 2015, she started Safari Doctors. I'm loving that name. Are you excited, Scott, whenever you said that? <laughs> In, in my head, they don't wear white coats. No! Okay, so they wear, like, fucking khaki, right? And the, and the hat. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. And they're basically like Steve Irwin. They're going around. I feel like we're being very stereotyping. Dude, you hear Safari? Is that, is that, is that a bad? I mean, like, legit. Like, I'm know. thinking, let's go. Let's wrestle some... Freaking. But you know, there were the Somalian terrorists, so I bet you they had bulletproof vests. Even, even more badass. Could you imagine that? They were badass. Yeah, that's badass. Um, so, um, she has been recognized as a CNN hero and a World Economic Forum Young Global Leader. Yes. How, I'm sorry, real quick. Young Global Leader. How old is she? So, 83. What year is this? 2015? She started it in 2015. Oh, my God, math. Why are you like this? Why? Yeah, no, calculators need to happen because this is not... 32. So she's 32. She was 32 when she started this, when she started Safari Doctors. When did she have time for four degrees in her 20s and children? I can't even... Wake up in the morning and put a fucking pair of pants on. She's obviously more driven than us. Maybe she slept in her pants. Shit. I mean, like, uh, putting on makeup is a, is a, is a task. I'm stressed. <laughs> Speaking of, I'm stressed. I'm going on a date with the pod husband tomorrow night. And I got to put makeup on. Yeah. I don't wear makeup on Saturdays. 
No. That's like when you let your skin breathe. Breathing day. Anyone know how Sarah didn't do it? No, but it's it's nice to dress up for your man's. Especially after the pregnancies. You just literally said it like two minutes ago. <sighs> Fine. I'm just saying. Just bring it back. I'm just saying I don't wear makeup on Saturday. All I'm saying is the Goonies could have kept some of the rubies for themselves is what I'm saying. You know what? They don't tell you. They probably did. Good. They probably okay, threw now I'm a ruby to each goonie. Now I'm happy. Each goonie has a ruby. Done. Fuck. Thank you. I won. <sighs> safari doctors. The safari doctors. Mm-hmm. They don't have rubies, but you know what they did do? What they do? They provided affordable and appropriate health care to marginalized indigenous, aware, and Bajuni communities that live with the Lamu Archipelago on the mainland. Yes, we just slapped hands. Because that's fucking awesome. That bordered with Somalia. Yes. I was doing that because I pronounced all that. Well, and that, that, both of those things, it's fucking amazing. Um, neglect and insecurity and their right to access health care and services, so Savari doctors provided all of those things. Savari doctors to the rescue! So each month, a team set sail on a boat loaded with medicines and conducted mobile clinics at at least eight villages, and the Safari doctors are now able to reach over a thousand patients a month, and their impact continues to grow. Um, they also operate a youth health ambassadors program engaging. I hit the wrong arrow. I hit the wrong arrow. I went up and sat down. It's okay. Engaging young men and women who re- receive basic health education and training so they can become empowered to serve their communities and continue to empower health outcomes. Yes, I'm snapping because I'm happy. I mean, there's a whole lot more about her. I just condensed it down. It sounds like, I mean, like, legit, like, I feel like she has done, I mean, to spend her 20s getting four degrees and having a child and another one on the way. Like, let me see what I was doing in my 20s. Let me think. Oh, you're drinking. Fun. I mean, it was, don't get me wrong, it was super fun. Going to Vegas, um, drinking, um, what else was I doing? Working. Yeah, not, not that. Not that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's a whole lot more about her. Um, Is there a website that she has that we can donate mm-hmm. to? So, she's listed on the M. Night Shyamalan Foundation website. Wait. It says meet our leader, so... The director? M. Night Shyamalan. I don't know. That's a fucking direct... Click about. I gotta... Sorry. This is gonna drive me. I, I have to see his face. Tell me. Tell me. Because I didn't realize he had... I mean, who else is called M. Night Shyamalan? Like, nobody, right? There's no way. That's amazing. Okay, so M. Night Shyamalan Foundation has, that's 
her, she's on, she's the leader for it? Oh, Poverty and Injustice. Okay, so she's on this website, and you can donate to that mm-hmm. foundation, got it, to help her with her safari doctors. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's it. Yep, that's him. Oh, my God. Well, first of all, I just learned that Emma Chamlon has a foundation, which good for you, my friend. So the um, our team is M. Night Shyamalan, Dr. Bahavna, Bahavna Shyamalan, uh-huh. and Michelle Hisstand. Okay. And then Umra is on their, their list as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, yes. So I just Googled her, and that's... She's one of the leaders of the M. Night Shyamalan Foundation. Let's meet our leaders. Got it. We will link all of this in our on our website and everything so you guys can take a look. But, dude, how incredible. How have I never heard about her? Like, legit. Like, I feel like she should be, like, hello, pay attention. Like, the, the people that the media has us pay attention to, I'm just like, why do I care? I don't care. Like, let people live their lives. This is the kind of shit I want to hear about. Like... People making a difference in the world because like it's shit like this where you go, okay, how can I help? How can I get involved? How can I donate? What can I do? You know, like what do I, what in my community can I do to help my community? Cause that's what she did is she literally went back to her, her community and saw what was going on there. And it was like, nope, not today. I got the mind, the power and the degrees to solve this problem. So yeah, she's like, we're going to help. My people. Here's her, the Safari Doctors website. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Okay, Safari Doctors website also has a donation. Okay, so we'll link that one as well. So yeah, just put those in your doc and I'll make sure they're they're on the website. But we'll put all of these um, sites on our website so you guys can take a look, like I said, and donate. But that's amazing. I love learning about new people who are amazing. I love it when I can get through all the names of things. <laughs> You did really good. A lot of names in there. A lot of, lot of words, a lot of names. Remember a couple of weeks ago when I had all those other names too? Dude, yeah. I kind of feel like maybe like I missed my calling. Names? A linguist. Oh, linguist. Yeah, that's such a weird, interesting class. What is it? Linguist? Linguistics? Where they teach you like about umlauts and shit. You know what I mean? Like, like how to pronounce things. It's kind of cool. It's awesome. She's a great mom. She's a great mom. She had two kids. She started a... Yeah, she, what is she? 83, so she'd be like 38. You'll make me do the math again. No, I'm doing my own math because I know how old I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 38. Stop giggling, pot husband. <laughs> In the background. 39. 38. 38, I won. Yes. <laughs> uh, and you win. I win nothing. Not <laughs> nothing at all. The satisfaction of knowing I'm not totally illiterate in math. Yay. High school education. Go yeah. homeschooling. You're homeschooled? I was homeschooled. Oh, wait, you didn't know that about me? Miss I Love the Goonies? Yeah, I was homeschooled. Fourth through eighth grade, baby. 
I thought you went to Christian school. Yeah, I went to Christian school, and then I went to homeschool from fourth to eighth, and then I went to Christian high school. Because Jesus. I almost spit out my topo. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're here. Started from the bottom, and now we're here. (laughs) And now I'm saying cunt on a podcast. And now she um, (sighs) does a podcast called Cunt. And I have like crystals and I love to talk about um, how mercury is in retrograde and it's cancer season. So my emotions are really high right now because I'm a cancer. I'm going to have to sage my house. What? Is there a demon in it? No, I just need to re-sage it. Uh, You have to wait. You have to like do it again. I thought it was just like when you move in and shit. I've got teenagers and negativity in my house. Oh, there's a lot of negative energy with that. Yeah, you need to sage that shit like every week. A lot of shit going on. So when we moved into our house and I saged it, I didn't realize it would smell so much like pot that I was like, oh shit, we're going to have to open the windows. Yeah. Oh shit. And then I told you I was saging my house and you did not tell me that. And then my 13-year-old son was like, Mom, it stinks in here. And he followed me around the house, bitching his tiny ass off. And I'm like, you're defeating the purpose of this. Yeah, you're, you're spreading negativity. How about you go outside? Go outside. Go outside. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. No. no it's like, I think it was important to do. You know? Kind of a reset. Okay, we're in a new space. I'm just going to cleanse. And then, you know. I feel like if we move from here, we should cleanse it again, right? Just to, like, reset for the new people. Let the new people sage it themselves. No, man. I don't leave that negativity to them. I don't want to, like, I want to spread the love, not the, you know, hate. (laughs) No, whatever bullshit we're talking about. (laughs) How much have you had to drink? Not enough. Nah. I don't know. You're like, why would you care about people behind you? It's because I'm a cancer, dude. This is all I do is feel my emotions and everybody else's. And it's fucking annoying. It's really annoying. But if they're not here, how do you feel them? I already, I just know. I'm already like, no, I'm not going to leave that negativity for you. I know. It's, I'm crazy. This is why I'm in therapy. This is why, this is why I do this podcast as a therapy. You're welcome, everybody. (laughs) I mean... No. It's not about me. Seriously, though, that was an incredible mom. Like, that that was a phenomenal. I'm going to have to learn more about her. I'm really interested. I love her. Yeah. Be our friend. You may at me. Yes, please. You can at me, Umra. Yeah, I agree. It was a great episode. All you other cons? No. Yeah, no. Thank you all so much for listening. Seriously, this has been just such a joy in our lives. You have no idea. We, like, literally get so much excitement by our followers and, like, the interactions and the comments and, like, thank you. Seriously, thank you. This is what keeps me going and it's what I have to look forward to. Same. Legit. Like, it's been just incredible. So thank you so much for listening. And as always, we will see you next Tuesday. Bye.
You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcast. And as always, we'll see you next Tuesday.